Yep, there we go. as a Malkin sandwich, a story within a story. Because at first we hear about Jairus's request to heal his daughter. But then the, he is interrupted by the needs of the bleeding woman. Why does Mark use this method? Why not just tell us each story one after the other without holding us in suspense? We'll never know the true answer, but we do see connections, reflections of each story within each other. The daughter of Jarius was 12 years old, and the woman had bled for 12 years. Jarius was a man of high status. The woman had none. Jarius knelt in worship before Jesus, whereas the woman crept up behind him. Two stories about approaches to faith and being fearful, both of which end in healing salvation. Both stories question our approach to God's healing today. Do we believe God can heal us? Do we approach him in fear and doubt, wondering how we can be so bold to ask? What can we do as a church to offer God's healing to the world? In the past, I have experienced many healing services and other experiences of healing outside of the church. But before I begin to share these experiences, let's have a look at what healing means, just to refresh our memories. In its simplest form, to be healed by God is to be made whole enough in order to live as God intended in his service. Jesus is our saviour, meaning healer. Jesus heals us so that we can have a right relationship with God and the fullness of life God created us to have. However, we must be careful here, as we also remember that God does not always give the healing we desire. He gives the healing we need. This is an important distinction to make when we face the big question about why God allows cancers, diseases and the like. And it's okay to hold that big question in tension. But suffice to say that God gives what he sees fit for our lives right now. True total healing and transformation and wholeness will be given when Jesus returns. The important thing to remember is though, that when we ask for healing, we come expectantly, 
expectant that God heals because he loves us so much and wants us to live a life of abundance. But we know it's not as simple as that. It's not down to us. We don't worship a slot machine God where worship has one confession, a few hymns, an intercession, pull the lever and out comes the answer. Sadly, it's not as easy as that. Receiving healing is more about how we can have more confidence in our prayers for healing. So we pray, so when we pray, our attitude is not, God, if you're listening, can you just do this? Or, I'll pray, but I bet this doesn't happen. But rather pray with an attitude of, yes, yes, Lord, with faith, with confidence, that God will hear and will attend to our needs. However, we also, we do need to remember to pray as Jesus did, who prayed, not my will, Lord, but yours be done. Our faith attitude makes a difference to the way we pray. The attitudes to faith shown in the gospel by the woman and Jairus are very different. The woman, perhaps crippled by years of pain, years of being a social outcast, denied entry into the synagogue for being unclean, comes hesitantly to Jesus, not facing him directly, or directly asking him for help, but quietly, from behind, daring only to touch his clothes. Jairus, on the other hand, boldly walks up to Jesus and falls on his knees as an act of worship and pleading. As a man of high standing, a priest of the synagogue, he risked all because he knew Jesus is Lord. Yet both trusted Jesus despite being afraid. The woman's perpetual uncleanliness with all its consequences for her family and social life, explains her fear, both of Ethne requesting help and then of being discovered after, she feels, after she's received it. Jarius fears his daughter dying. He is lost in confusion and hopelessness. Jesus' words in the midst of the crisis, don't be afraid, just believe speaks to us as well. To the woman, Jesus said, your faith has healed you. This lesson in faith, in believing God can heal, can be difficult to take on board, especially when we see so many practitioners of healing available. I remember many years ago, attending a talk on healing by the Reverend Trevor Deering, I just found out that he's 84 now. He had led a revival in the 70s in an Essex church before embarking upon a worldwide ministry of healing. He still runs these healing services today. And uh, I think Peterborough was the next one in this month. After speaking, he invited people to come forward for healing with a laying of hands. Now, I don't mind admitting that this felt very scary, as I'm quite English, 
and don't like to make a spectacle of myself. However, I found myself heading to the front and Trevor's wife laid her hands on my head and prayed for the Holy Spirit to fill me with God's peace. I think I remember feeling a bit tingly and sat down wondering what on earth had happened as I didn't really know what God had done. All I can tell you is that I knew God loved me even more and that I wanted to serve him. There are many people out there who yearn for healing. Sadly, they look in places other than the church. Another time in my past, when I was in a New Age shop in Stratford-upon-Avon, I overheard a young girl asking the assistant if they sold any crystals that would heal her mother of cancer. What a tragic situation. A girl so desperate she felt the need to help find help from anywhere, from anything, even from an inanimate object. Such desperate people often fall victim to so-called faith healers who demand money and for their practices. I'd say victim, not, to, to not only do such people lose much money, or advise not to seek professional medical help, but they, are open, but they open themselves up to being spiritually damaged. This spiritual damage leads to even worse problems than they had in the first place, for they become so lied to by Satan that they can no longer bring themselves to trust the true living God. Yes, I did say Satan because any other form of spiritual healing offered from sources that do not mention Christ or God, or is from God, is a lie, a deception, that ultimately blocks our relationship with God. The healing God offers is one of freedom, freedom from anxiety, from sin, from anything that stops you knowing the true love of God. A freedom that brings wholeness and peace. A freedom to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ by faith alone, the ultimate healer who brings salvation. There is just one other thing that can prevent us from asking for healing, and that is ourselves. We may think of ourselves as unworthy, or that we don't need any healing, as we're quite all right, thank you. Let me say to you that you are worthy, for you are a child of God, loved beyond all measure. Also, God knows you better than you know yourself, so why would you deny the riches that he has on offer? So why not, during communion today, ask God for healing, either through silent prayer or quietly speaking to me at the rail. What's the worst that could happen, honestly? Come to the table and receive his blessings, his grace and his healing, but most of all, his abundant love.